Well, good morning, everyone. How are y'all doing? Man, I hope your day is going great. This is To The Point Podcast. First off, let me say this. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first week to listen, thanks so much. Go back and listen. We have seven seven other episodes that you need to check out that hopefully can add a little bit of value to your life. And that's what this whole podcast is about. Uh, It's my honor to be able to do this. I am Colton. I'm the associate pastor at Grace Point Church. Um, And man, this is To The Point Podcast. It's been good so far. It's been fun. I've had some amazing, amazing guests on here. Today is going to be a little different, okay? So today, it's, it's just me and myself and I, you guys. And right now, I am sitting in a church parking lot in Mississippi. We are at the Mississippi Church of God Youth uh, Summer Camp, and we have the 12, 13, and 14-year-olds with us. So I'm just recording this on my phone. There's not going to be a video with it. So if the audio is not the best, if you're mad that there's not a video, look, we just had to go to this for right now. Um if you want us to do it a little different, just let us know. Uh, it's easy for us to to change. We want to hear from you guys. We want to hear some feedback from everyone uh, about this podcast. And you can just email that uh, to podcast at mygracepoint.tv. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I want to get into it right now. Church camp has been awesome. Like it has been fantastic for these kids for the 12, 13, 14 year olds. This is the the first morning that we've had. So yesterday was check-in. Last night we had service. They did their electives and Grace Point brought one of the biggest groups here. We brought 18 kids. Uh, we have six boys and 12 girls. And man, the, the worship was phenomenal. But the word last night, the word was so good. And uh, if you want to go back and watch any of those, you can go to the Mississippi Church of God Facebook page, and you can watch any of those live stream services. They've 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 been great so far, and they're gonna even be a lot better. But we had y'all, we had fifteen kids last night come to the altar to receive salvation or to give their heart back to Christ, uh, to rededicate their life to Christ, and I think that is the coolest thing in the world. I mean, that's that's so awesome. Summer camp just it really separates. It separates everything else in your life, I feel like. It, it puts you on a different path. And last night, um, I took a few notes, and I'm going to talk about that. And man, I've been blessed to hear some fantastic, oh my goodness, phenomenal, phenomenal preaching lately. Like, I've heard Pastor Tony Suarez, not just once at Grace Point, but I got to hear him in Florida last week at the Florida Church of God camp meeting. I got to hear from Dr. Mark Rutland, who has written more books than years I've been alive, which is pretty crazy. I got to hear from Pastor Jim Rayleigh. And then last night we had uh, Pastor Kevin, and I haven't gotten his last name just yet, but he is from Birmingham, Alabama. We had Jason Crabb. Man, I've been able to hear some fantastic preaching. And I don't know if you're like me, but I love the word and I love preaching and I love hearing different people preach it. And Pastor Marcus is right there with me. 
He said he can listen to anybody. It don't matter their style. It don't matter their age. He just likes the word and likes to hear it. And man, I am the same way. Uh, Last night, this youth pastor preached, it ran in my family. It ran in my family. That's what he preached to these students. Him and he preached from Joshua 10. And he talked about the generations before Joshua working their way to the promised land and then the fight that he had to put up once he got there. And this was uh, specifically the sun standstill prayer, the sun standstill battle uh, where Joshua literally prayed and the sun stayed in the air for another 24 hours, Scripture says. Awesome. But he talked about all the sin of the past generations not letting them into their promise and how the enemy does that with so many of our lives and man he was very very um he was culturally accurate for where these kids are now man they see so much online you guys they see uh these these rappers that are supposed to 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 be leading them that are leading them that should shouldn't have any platform at all um, these rappers that are leading these kids. And it's just, it's really sad. Um, and he talked about uh, generational curses and how uh, it ran into my, into my family. And this is one of the lines that he said, and I loved it. He said, it ran into my family until, or it ran in my family until it ran into me. And man, that's my prayer. Um, and I know that's every every pointer, everyone that listens to the Point Podcast. Man, I know that's your prayer too. And uh, that's why we're here. That's why we do this, is we want to get close to Christ. We want to separate everything that happened in past generations, man. And we just want to live a radical, transformed life on fire for Christ. We want to be passionate about it, right? So passion, uh, I'm going to talk to that. I'm going to talk about that just a little bit. Passionate leaders equal passionate followers. Okay, so so you can't be a, a leader. You and we all have leader uh, influence. Okay, so every single one of us is a leader, right? And don't let me just ramble here. I've got some notes on my phone. I am taking uh, biblical and theological uh, Christian leadership right now. I'm taking yeah yeah. Biblical, biblical and theological Christian leadership, and then I'm taking another theological class through Liberty, having a lot of fun with it, but I'm also uh, not able to be in it as much as I want to because there's a lot going on, right? I'm shooting this from Pastor Chris's vehicle right now, um, but I was reading the other day. This is what I got out of it. Uh, passionate leaders equal passionate followers. You can't have passionate followers if the leadership isn't on fire, if you're not excited. And the, the one element that's in your life, there's, there's, there's going to be something that, man, you just get on fire for. That one element that drives leaders to the front, that's passion. That's the one element that's going to take you higher in the workplace. That's the one element that's going to take you higher in your ministry. That's the one element that's going to take you. It's passion. If you aren't passionate about people, you're not going to be a good leader. So if you're not passionate about people, you're not going to be a good leader. If you're not passionate about souls, man, that's been my prayer, y'all, for 
for uh, really, y'all, I'm coming up on a year since I've been at Grace Point, and I, I love it. I tell everyone it's the best job in the world, man, the best job in the world, and, and it's so awesome to be able to do it full time. I love it. I love it. And I've been there for a year, and one of the things that I ask God to passion my life with, to burden my life with, are, are people that are lost and dying, man. And I think it's easy for us to slip into this this carnal state of mind where we're just thinking about what's going on right now, but we don't think about our neighbors that don't know Christ or the the person that's pumping their gas that may have heard about Christ when they were young, but they made some mistakes as they were a teen and some Christian said something to them and now they think they have no right to the kingdom because of their past. That's what I ask God to passion me with is for lost people to see lost people receive the kingdom. I think we miss that a lot. And, and I think a lot of the times it's because we don't have a passion for it. So this is what I know about God, right? So scripture tells us to ask him for wisdom. If we lack wisdom, ask him for wisdom and he's a good father and he's going to give generously. Well, I don't believe that that's just uh, for wisdom. Scripture also says you have not because you have asked not. So if that's you right now, if you're saying, well, you know, Pastor Colton, I'm kind of lacking um, in an area of purpose. I've got some years on me now, and I'm I'm not as young as I used to be. That doesn't matter. Age is age is only on the outside. Okay, it's not that's not on the inside. I have met the oldest. Well, well, I met a lady. She's actually passed away now. But man, every youth event, every youth camp, she was there. She was dyeing her hair. Um, she was the the hug lady, Miss Carlene Hall, a prayer warrior. The, the one of the most amazing Christian women that I've ever met in my life. And she loved the youth and she had a young spirit and a young heart and she loved the next generation. And well, that was her passion. So you can be passionate and still have a little bit of age on you. You can be passionate, have a little bit of age on you. But, um, okay. Next thing is I wrote this down. Passion is not a temporary state of mind. It's the constant source of energy for a leader and the attraction for followers, right? So nobody's going to want to follow someone that's always tired, that never has a good time in life. I believe, this is what I believe, okay? That life with Christ is life to the fullest, and that's, I, I'm going to have a good time, okay? I'm just going to. It is, it's literally 7 in the morning right now, and we stayed up to 1 a.m., and I'm going to go out there today, and I'm going to have the best doggone time ever. I'm going to have a better time than these teens. And every time I get asked, man, you have so much energy. This is, this is what abundant life looks like. That's what Jesus said. I've come to give you life and life abundantly, right? And passion, this is what I love about passion is it can it can be better sensed than it can be defined, right? So when you're around someone, you can you can sense that passion. 
You can sense that passion. Uh, Albert Moeller, I'm reading a book from Albert Moeller, Dr. Albert Moeller. Uh, I think that's how you say his last name. Moeller, Moeller, M-O-H-L-E-R. Moeller, Albert Moeller. And he said this, passion arises out of conviction. Your passion arises out of conviction. I think that's where that that burdening comes from. Uh, A burdening to see people one for the kingdom passion, a burden to see my whole family and, and my, my kids and their kids and their kids' kids know Christ because of what I'm doing right now. Passion arises out of conviction. Passions also arise out of beliefs, your convictions and your beliefs. So we have been all... Uh, We've been all over the world, it seems like. We really haven't. I mean, we've just been to Florida the past week and then to Mississippi. Uh, but last week in Mississippi, man, we got to to listen, to learn from Dr. Mark Rutland. And uh, he talked about holiness. Holiness. Remember, passion arises out of beliefs, okay? So we talked about holiness last no- or, or last weekend with Dr. Mark Rutland, and he he said that he was in college, and he had an atheist professor who, he said he was a freshman, and his professor's whole goal, and he actually told people this, was to get them to deny that there was a God. That was his whole goal. He was atheist, didn't believe there was a God, and he wanted to take everyone to hell with him, right? He was, Dr. Mark Rutland said he was an evangelical evangelical atheist. He was an evangelistic atheist. He was everywhere he went. There's no God. There's no God. There's no God. Well, Dr. Mark Rutland said he got wind that, that I was a Christian. So he called me up to the front of the class. He said, I hear you're a Christian. You know, know, Dr. Mark Rutland said, yeah, that comes with the territory. It does. Uh, so this arrogant professor says this, can your God do anything? Can your God do anything? And Dr. Mark Rutland, of course, you know, he's a teenager. Well, yeah, late teenager, 18, 19 years old. Thinks he knows everything. He stood up and he said, well, of course God can do anything. He's God, right? He's God. And his professor asked him, if God can do anything, can God create a rock that he can't pick up. And if so, then he can't do anything. And if, if, if God couldn't do that, then he can't do all things. So Dr. Mark Rutland said this professor had, had come up with this statement and he'd sharpened it like a razor blade to gut the faith of young Christians. Dr. Mark Rutland said this sent him on one of those passionate things because passionate belief or passion follows beliefs and and he wanted to know he wanted to know the truth well what what in the world how come how come God couldn't do that so so this is this is what his conclusion was God can't do anything God can't do anything okay and he said as a 19 year old man he wished this would have been his answer for that professor because it would have stopped him dead in his track tracks God cannot lie, God cannot sin, and God can't be in opposition to his own words. 
God is bound by his character, okay? And he can never be anything but the I am that he talks about in Exodus with Moses. And so, so passion arises out of beliefs. Guys, it's, it's, it's not up to our pastor. It's not up to, to the people around us to tell us what we believe about God. That, that, that we have to determine in our own hearts what we believe about Scripture, what we believe about Christ, what we believe about God. People can tell you all day long what they believe, but you need to know what you believe. And we need a passion to figure out what we believe. The church in America today, it seems like most of the time we're just spoon-fed. Hey, here's, here's, here's this scripture this week. Take this and think about this. But we need to, to dig into our words, find out who God is. Talk about the holiness of God. Talk about Jesus as God's only son who lived a perfect life. Who was all God but all man and dwelt among us. He was Emmanuel. To know that all scripture is breathed out by the very breath of God. That is inspired. That is inspired. Word, the inspired word of God. That is authored by all of these different people that God chose. We need to know about scripture. And this is why we need to know. Because the world's hurting, okay? And the world's got some really tough questions right now. And as Christians, we need to be able to give some good answers to those tough questions. Okay, the, the, the next thing that I have for you is passion is contagious. Passion is contagious, Whenever you're around someone, you can feed off of their energy. I had a guy tell me one time, he was a youth pastor from New Orleans. I met him, Justin Lyles. Bro, if you listen to this podcast, you're the man. Thank you so much. Pastor Justin Lyles, he said, Colton, man, he said, there are two types of people. He said, there are people that take life from you and there are people that give life to you. He said, always, always, always continue to be one of those people who give life to you. And you know what I mean? Those people that you're around when you're around them for like 10 minutes and you feel like you've been around them for four hours because they just have so much going on in their life and they just want to talk about all the bad stuff and you're like, oh my goodness, you're taking life from me right now. Why don't we give some life? Passion's contagious. Whenever you walk around people with some passion, some burning passion on the inside of you, people notice it. And it's not normal. And people want that. The next thing is um, we see a lot of conservative churches that are growing because of the convictions and the passions. Young people are ready for something real. I love this next generation, Generation Z, because they want the real thing. They don't want anything that's that's been fake. They don't want anything that's been lied to. And that's that's another reason why we have to really know our our scripture 
is because these young people have been fed lies literally by everyone, okay? They've been told, they have grown up seeing the media lie to them the way that they have. They've grown up looking at all at pop culture and the celebrities and the celebrities saying that life away from God is so great. Everything that they know has been a lie. So when they walk into church, they're a little skeptical of everything because and they don't believe it. They believe that it could all be a lie. So we need to grow. We need to lead out of our beliefs and out of our convictions, and we need to have deeply rooted convictions about the issue of homosexuals in the church. Come on, this is to the point. We're about to get there. We need to have deep rooted convictions and beliefs about pastors that are in adultery, or pastors that are living not according to the word of God. Forget adultery. Pastors that don't have kids that are following them at home. We need to have deep-rooted convictions about what Scripture says, and we need to stop bending the line. The language of passion, okay? The language of passion. Number one, it speaks from the heart. Number two, it's based on morality and purpose. And number three, it always makes the lives of the followers better. That's the language of passion. And the last thing is the language of passion requires boldness. And as we are in Pride Month, um, we are, and if you didn't know that, uh, yeah, we're in Pride Month. Uh, and I've, I saw, man, I saw a girl that I, I went to high school with. She, she's a lesbian. She's married. And she posted on Scripture to love your na- or she posted on Facebook, love your neighbor as yourself. And then it said, regardless of, and went through a long, long list. And the first one was like gender preference, sexual orientation, political, political parties, all of these different things. And the first thing and, and really it was the Holy Spirit that spoke this to me. And look, I didn't I didn't post this onto her Facebook. And if you're somebody that does that, you're doing a lot more harm than you are good. If you just drag people through the 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 pages of Facebook media with what you type out, you are not doing any good for the kingdom. I'm sorry. If you really want to change someone's life, you sit down with them over dinner. That's where that's where the Holy Spirit will give you influence to change someone's life. It's not on a social media platform, okay? But this is what the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, he asked me, what, what is love? What is love? I thought about it for a little bit and didn't really give him an answer. And this is what the Holy Spirit said to me. Love is not tolerance. If you love your husband, if you love your wife, if you love your children, you are not going to put them in the passenger seat of a car that you know someone is blind. Let's just say they're blind. You're not going to put them in the front seat of that car. Why not? Because you love them. 
if you see that the road is out in front of someone driving, let's say this, this is a little bit better, okay? If there is a road that is out in front of you and it leads off of a cliff, but the person that's driving the car is somebody you love, and man, they believe that that this road is isn't out. And if they keep going, they're going to go straight off of this cliff. So what does love do? Well, if you don't love them, it would be real easy to say, yeah, uh, once you just stay straight, you know, you're going to have a beautiful view here in just a little bit, falling off of this cliff. You'd be glad they're out of your life. No, that's not love. That's not love at all. Love would say, hey, you don't have much further and you're going to be over the cliff. Well, that's the same thing with people in their life. That's the same thing with people in their life. If you love people, the sin in other people's lives should motivate us. It should drive us to say, hey, look, I care about you, but I, f- I see that you're running off the rails. You know, I see that, that this doesn't lead to Jesus. This doesn't lead to life. Now, there are different ways that we can do this, and one of the ways that we've done it in the past that hasn't been very good is, is we've done it judgmental, right? We are not supposed to judge other people. However, we are supposed to love them. And you can love someone and call their sin out without judging them, okay? Maybe we'll talk about that next time. But for now, that's it. Love isn't tolerance. Let's be passionate passionate, purpose-driven, deeply rooted beliefs, deep, uh, deep convictions about what we believe, and let's love people out of hell. Let's let them know about the dangerous road that they're on. Because the road that so many people are on, it leads to death. If we truly, truly love them, we're not going to tolerate everything that they've been doing. Hey, man, I love you guys. It's an honor and a privilege of mine to be with you. Uh, Sorry it was just me, but we're going to have weeks like that. You know, Uh, it's busy. I'm going to be here all week long uh, and I'm just fired up. So if you would, Thursday morning, you hear this, why don't you just pray for, uh, I'm here, Pastor Chris is here, Pastor Kim, Miss Jade, and uh, and, uh, Andy Kelly. We're all here, and man, we're uh, pouring into these kids, and we're just praying that God continues, continues to move in their life, to set their hearts on fire, and once again, thank you guys. I love you so much. Y'all are awesome. Hope you have a good week, and we'll see you next time.